0: Georgia Dostal and this is the balance ballerinas podcast this is the podcast where we chat mindset self-development the power of movement nutrition small business goal-setting and of course the power of ballet all my favorite things, and most importantly, finding balance within this beautiful art form. Now, most episodes contain a behind the scenes into my life as a soon-to-be mum running two businesses, GC Dance for school aged students and Balance Ballerinas for adult ballet students. And I've also interviewed some pretty amazing guests along the way, and it's my hope that these conversations help you strive for that balance between grit and grace that the magic of a regular ballet practice can bring to your daily life. Every fortnight, this podcast is brought to you by Balance Ballerinas Academy, my in-person adult ballet classes and online courses, and all the links to my online courses and in-person classes can be found in the show notes of this episode. Or you can head to balanceballerinas.com for further information about joining our wonderful community. Now, as mentioned a few episodes ago, because I am on my pregnancy journey and trying to keep my businesses running whilst all this new and exciting changes are happening. It takes a lot of effort to organize, especially when um, the guests are overseas, conversations with guests for the pod. So for this particular period of my life, the next few months, we will be doing just these quick and snappy um, little motivational and inspirational episodes to keep you on your ballet journey and to also, in particular today, sort of gently encourage you to edit your life you know, in order to achieve your ballet goals. I'm delivering some tough love today. And I was inspired by this episode because recently I've had conversations with students who constantly just get in their own way, yeah? Now, I'm ready to go today. I'm ready to give you some tough love. I've had my favorite chocolate, freckles. Um, A beautiful student gave me some chocolate freckles from Hayes, which is a chocolate shop in um, Victoria. My God, I've gone through the whole packet. They are absolutely delicious. It's all about balance, guys. Yeah? (laughs) Okay. So the reason why I think some people are getting in their own way, I'll give you some examples. Okay. For example, someone will come to one class a month And then they'll stand at my foyer desk after class and they'll go, oh, I just feel like I'm not getting it. I feel like I'm, um, you know, falling behind. Uh, I just really struggled with those steps in class today. And I'm like, you literally come once a month (laughs) if you're lucky. And I deliver some tough love, which sometimes they don't want to hear, which is, it's ballet, and I've said this so many times you can't pick it up and put it down. You have to develop some kind of consistency. Even once a fortnight would be better. Yeah, I truly believe that, you know, there are some extenuating circumstances, but you can't really be any decent at ballet if you are only, as a beginner, especially doing one class a month. A little bit different if you studied ballet as a child and you've done a lot of ballet in your life and at the moment in this season of life, you can only make it two once a month, that's totally fine. Um, I think what I want to express in today's episode is really that disconnect between your goals and between what your input and output is. Yeah, so you can't attend class once a month and then stand in my foyer and tell me how disappointed you are in yourself. (laughs) Yes, and that you're not achieving your ballet goals. Usually these people are attending the wrong class for them. You know, you would probably get a lot more out of coming to a beginner or intermediate class instead of an advanced class. And also, you know, if you have goals, you really need to be working on them more than once a month um yeah it's just there's too much time in between i mean if you look at that that's 12 ballet classes a year that's nothing (laughs) yes it's something and if that is what you can manage right now let me be really clear about that if that is all you can manage right now that is fine you just have to be it's more than fine you're moving your body it's fabulous you're still getting your ballet dose 12 times a year but you have to be realistic about your goals yeah Now, so many people tell me I don't have time. So many people tell me I don't have the resources. Like for example, you know, oh, it's really expensive to do that course or it's really expensive to do those ballet classes. But I see them on Instagram going out buying $22 cocktails (laughs) at a bar. Yes, here's the tough love guys. You cannot complain about not being able to afford a $19 ballet class or a $220 course if you are spending hundreds of dollars on the weekend on cocktails, yes? Okay, so there's your tough love. Now, one of the things that I do in my 12-week adult ballet course is really teach my students not only, this is why it's not just about ballet, it's also about really looking deep and doing the inner work within yourself and developing some habits and routines that set yourself up really well for a beautiful and healthy life filled with a little bit of ballet yeah um if you have a copy of the Peace and Plies checklist, you can get a copy of it doing the free five day challenge. You can also get a copy of it if you are doing the 12 week course, and you can also get a copy of it if you do my Butter Ballet course. So it is very accessible. And that is a good example of just how I start and begin to teach students how to infuse these really healthy habits and routines into their life. Now, a lot of my... It was really funny when I first launched the 12-week adult ballet course, I had so many students say to me, um, Georgia, like, this is amazing. This is like a life edit. And I never thought of it like that, but I love that phrasing, life edit, yeah? So I would like to not go into, you know, as much depth as I do, as I do in my 12-week course, because that's not fair to everyone who does the course, but I would like to, you know, skim across the surface of really, you know, if ballet is your dream, then it's time to start editing your life and making the changes needed to really make it a reality. And we're going to talk about, you know, some simple things that you can start implementing today, yes? Now, if you feel called, to reap the benefits that ballet training can bring to your everyday life, then in my experience, like I said, you will make room and time for it. Yes? So there's the tough love today. If you have particular goals with your ballet, you will make room and time for it. Yes? We all know that to be true. And this doesn't mean that you have to quit your day job. Yeah and dedicate your life to ballet. Instead, it just means that we need to look for creative ways and small moments during the week where we can bring ballet into our daily life. Taking ballet classes at, say, a local studio or perhaps investing in an online course are great options if you wanna start ballet training without giving up the other important things in your life. Yeah, you don't have to give anything up. You just have to prioritize what you want out of this life. Yeah. Now, in regards to ballet, I don't want you to begin by committing to, you know, okay, like, for example, in your head, I am going to do three classes every week for a year. No, baby steps. Yes, I want you to begin committing to one class per week For the month yes or doing say a mini course yes so it's really interesting i had some people who i had discovery calls with that wanted to do my 12-week course and they hadn't even done my free five-day course and i actually didn't accept them to do the 12-week course because they weren't willing to just do the free five-day one which was really interesting yeah they wanted a big commitment and you know what I said, no, because I said to them, if you're not going to do the five day one, there is no way you're going to do the 12 week one. Yeah. And that's why I do those discovery calls, because I want to ensure that people A, get what they pay for and B, are willing to do the work so that they see actually achieve the benefits. Yeah. So for example, begin with that mini course. You don't need to sign up to a thousand dollar course yes begin with the small steps and it might also be helpful to look at your daily routine and see where you can make changes that will help you perhaps focus on ballet a little bit more so for example getting enough sleep is really important if you're attending ballet classes you know you've had a big day at work and you know you might be attending an evening class now it's really important to make sure that if you've got a big day like that coming up that you go to bed at a decent hour (laughs) the night before Um, really simple things yeah so it's a good idea to go to bed earlier so you have the energy for that morning or your evening class on top of your work day and you could also try finding small ways to insert ballet into your everyday life such as perhaps i've heard of students listening to classical music during commuting or completing perhaps your calf rises whilst waiting for the kettle to boil i know that a lot of my students have really started especially from you know um, downloading that piece and plies checklist everyone completes their calf rises whilst doing something you know (laughs) whether it's reading the newspaper or waiting for the kettle to boil or they have like a routine of before i jump in the shower at night i hold on to the bench and i do my calf rises and then i get in the shower so we call that and we talk about this in my 12-week adult ballet course habit pairing yes to ensure that you actually get it done so really small ways that you can insert ballet into your everyday life yeah what you can do and what i highly suggest you know so talking about looking at your daily routine and then zooming out a little bit into say your more weekly routine or monthly routine is actually writing it down yeah i have i've spoken about this in previous episodes i have a timetable of my week and i write down exactly what i do or want to do or want to achieve every day so that when i wake up i i have less decisions i need to make yeah we already have so many decisions we need to make every day And they call this decision fatigue. And so to sort of combat that, what I did was I literally wrote down, wake up at this, like, for example, on a Tuesday, wake up at 6 a.m., go for my walk, and I write down the times. What time do I want to be at my desk at work? What time is the morning classes? Then what time is lunch? What do I do in the afternoon? I think on a Tuesday, my Tuesdays are content planning. Um, another day it might be podcast recording, another day it might be our GC Dance socials. I write down how my day is structured so that I don't even have to think about it. It's just like what I do, yes, (laughs) because it's written on my schedule, okay? And so it's really helpful to do that. And then you can sort of see where there's pockets of time to fit in activities that will help you reach those ballet goals, yeah? So if you truly want to make ballet, like a part of your lifestyle, then it's important to stay committed and motivated. So something like that timetable, you print it out, you laminate it, make it look beautiful, yeah? And put it somewhere where you can see it every day. For example, my weekly timetable sits um, at my desk at work and I have uh, just behind my computer and then I have another copy that's on my fridge at home. Yeah, my husband laughs, he thinks I'm a control freak. And I'm like, yeah, but I wake up every day and I know what I'm doing. And also the added benefit is that he actually sees what I'm doing as well. (laughs) Yes, and he's like, oh, George is doing this today. Yeah, she doesn't get home till this time. So he has, you know, that information as well. But it's really, um, you know, that might not work for you, but I want you to make sure that you have something that will keep you accountable You know, like writing down your goals or tracking progress in just some way, yeah? We talk a lot about in my um, smaller course, Butter Ballet, about um, tracking progress and staying motivated. So, and I have some really useful tools in there. But ballet isn't something, like I said, I sound like a broken record, that you can pick up and put down, you know? You can, but you just have to then be realistic about your progress yeah this kind of inconsistency it does just lead to dissatisfaction but most of all remember to just enjoy the journey and appreciate ballet for what it is a beautiful art form on that note a really beautiful thing to remind ourselves is that learning ballet as an adult is a beautiful thing because you have all the time in the world I think sometimes with younger students, they're usually working towards a concert or a exam, or you know, your more pre um, sorry pre professional students are working towards say an audition, or you know, there's kind of like a rush on things, there's like a you know, which is incredibly motivating, but there's like a a, a time limit. That's the word I'm looking for. But as an adult, there's no time limit. Yeah, there's no rush. And so if you do find yourself in a season of life where it's a little bit more stressful and you're not perhaps able to make your once a week ballet class, just remember that's completely fine. But again, um, you just then have to adjust your expectations of yourself and just go into class, take a big breath and be like, oh, I have made it to class and that is a win for the day. Don't worry about what even happens in class, yes? Because if that is the season you're in, you can't then come to my foyer desk after class and say, oh my gosh, and I'm so disappointed in myself, and what can I do, what can I do, what can I do to be better? When you know that it's just consistency, and if you're not able to commit to that at the the present time, then that's fine. You just need to adjust your goals and your expectations of self. So I told you this, this week's all about tough love, yeah? (laughs) So with all that said, though, your first step is to get organized, yeah? Okay, so we spoke about, like what I do with my weekly um, planner, set up a planner. Make sure you have enough space in your schedule for your ballet classes. I want you to set realistic goals and deadlines so you can track your progress, yes? So for example, We could go with a simple example, like you're starting ballet classes for the first time. Commit to 10 classes. Say, for example, like my studio, you can buy a 10 pack of classes. So pay for and book in 10 classes and commit to that. Yes. Or slightly bigger scale, you could be wanting to do a course. Yes. So commit to the entirety of the course. Get your calendar out your diary out and plan what you need for the next for example 12 weeks to get through this course and commit to it yeah on a bigger scale maybe point work is a big goal for you ask your teacher what do I need to do to achieve you know participating in point classes in my point shoes if you are a teacher like me you will give them some advice along the lines of well First of all, you need to be committing committing, committing, <laughs> committing, to at least two ballet classes a week. And on top of that, you really should be attending the point class at my studio. It's only half an hour extra um, in your flat shoes. A lot of people don't want to attend point classes not in point shoes. That is such an error. You can you know, really benefit so greatly from doing point classes in flat ballet shoes. And then the teacher will tell you, look, you know, after doing that for three months, you can then go for a pre-point assessment. And then, you know, if successful, you can then go on to a point shoe fitting and then participating in the classes in your point shoes. So there really is a structure. And sometimes it's just about asking the simple question of how do I get from point A to point B? Yes. Now, so first point was setting up a planner, getting clear on your goals, being really realistic about them, setting those deadlines and ways to track your progress, and making sure that you know you can run that by your teacher, um, if it's something like point work, so that you know what's ahead of you. Yeah. Now, next, take a look at your lifestyle. Now this kind of goes into um, when I was giving my very rude example of the fact that people complain about maybe not being able to afford a ballet class, but they have $22 cocktails on the weekend. Are there any changes you need to make in order to prioritize ballet? Because if we want ballet in our lives, we will do what it takes to get it in there, yes? Maybe it means eating healthier or getting more sleep so that you're rested for ballet classes. It might also mean making time for mental health days where you can relax and recharge instead of on Sundays going out and hitting the town and (laughs) getting wasted. Yes, you have a beautiful self-care day with a girlfriend, go to a spa or go to a um, bathhouse. They're really popular at the moment. And. You know, your muscles will be a little sore, the good kind, and a weekly bath, you know, that's, you know, if you don't want to go to a spa or a bathhouse, which can be an expensive endeavour with a girlfriend, um, you could also just do a weekly bath with Epsom salts, you know, sit in the bath with a good book. This can be a wonderful inclusion to your self-care routine and, you know, just a really positive step in um, towards setting up your lifestyle for having room for your ballet practice yep now one of the beautiful things about developing a ballet practice is that it makes us more aware of taking care of our physical bodies so when we are you know prioritizing our lifestyle our ballet classes actually enforce this idea of taking care of our physical bodies because the better our bodies feel whether that's from the food we eat or having an epsom salt bath um the better we feel yeah and the better we actually do in class yeah now finally find a ballet mentor this is really important or coach who can help you stay on track and reach your ballet dreams. So working with an experienced ballet teacher will give you the guidance and support necessary to strive for success. I have this conversation quite a lot on social media. I don't want people to flounder in the abyss of like YouTube or social media land for coaching. I used to share a lot of sort of, you know, like the Technique Tuesday bits and pieces and how to do this exercise and how to do that exercise. And I don't really do that anymore on social media. And it's because if you're watching these things, but you're not actually doing it or applying it, what's the point? And I used to have people message me and say, I watch them, but I don't do them. Yeah, I don't have time to do them. So I thought, why am I bothering sharing these? Yeah. And the other thing is too, you can just get really really lost like free content is a wonderful introduction like I love my free five-day challenge which is actually so much value for um, free content Um, so if you haven't actually done that many of you have thousands have done it at this point if you haven't done it there is a link to the free five-day challenge um, in this podcast episode show notes but you know, like there is so much free content out there that doesn't make sense. And so you can sort of be jumping on YouTube, for example, type in Beginner Ballet Class, and there's like hundreds of different options and all these different coaches and teachers. And the problem is they all have different ways of doing things. You want to to seek professional and tailored guidance in order to set yourself up for success. And what I mean by that is really choose one or two coaches at most, who have a really solid um, knowledge base and credentials for teaching ballet, yeah? Anyone can upload on YouTube a class, yes, Um, and be like, this is a beginner ballet class. Anyone can do that. You know, it's not illegal to do it if you're not a ballet teacher. And the other thing is, too, what a lot of people do is they actually – and I want people to stop doing this is going online for example on YouTube typing in you know beginner ballet class and choosing one that's by a professional dancer not all professional dancers can teach and not all professional dancers know how to create and set up a beginner safe ballet class yeah so here's some more tough love today <laughs> okay this is just where so many people go wrong and don't get me wrong, there are some amazing professional dancers out there who actually have some fabulous content. Don't get me wrong, they're they're out there, but they are few and far between. And I think during COVID, a lot of professional dancers were like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? And jumped online and put up a lot of um, content. And there's some things up there which are really not necessarily safe for a beginner or safe for home, yeah? So teaching is completely different to doing um, and so it's really important to be careful and very selective about where you're getting your classes and your information from so that point is a big one finding you know a ballet mentor or coach someone who resonates with you that can help you through your ballet journey okay um, because really like with dedication and hard work and patience you'll be well on your way to reaching these ballet goals if you apply these three things yes so the first one was get organized yes we talked about planning we talked about scheduling and we talked about you know seeking um, help from our teacher in regards to realistic goals yeah the second one was looking at your lifestyle okay so can you actually afford to go to ballet if you miss one cocktail on the weekend yes that was the example I gave (laughs) And, you know, with you in regards to your lifestyle, what are some inclusions that you can include that will help keep your body in fine tune, tip top shape so that you feel really good in class? And then finally, really, you know, trying to find a ballet mentor or coach who resonates with you that can help you reach those goals. Yeah, no floundering. I love that word. No floundering in social media or YouTube land, okay? It's not going to set yourself up for success. So, I want everyone, I'm going to finish this episode by saying, remember that ballet is a long term commitment. Um, I say all the time, it's a lifelong love affair, and it does take time and effort to reach your ballet dreams. Be realistic yes if you can only attend class once a week which is amazing by the way yes if you attend once a week that's fabulous consistency is key but it may take you for example a little bit longer if point shoes are a dream yes to achieve that in contrast to someone who can maybe attend three classes a week okay so just keep that in mind but with the right mindset and tools, you really can achieve a beautiful and fulfilling ballet practice with beautiful posture that, look, your friends will notice. OK, so I'm going to love you and leave you. Good luck on your ballet journey. Let me know if this podcast episode resonated with you. I hope your week is filled with lots of peace and plies and I will see you in. I'll see you. I'll hear you. Well, I won't hear you. You'll hear me. <laughs> I'm doing very well with this conclusion. I will (laughs) be in your ears in the next episode. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Bye.